Hello, everybody, and welcome back to Made in New England interview series, where we talk about uh, New England-based companies and the people who run them. So I'm your host, Steve DeVries, and today I'm joined by the president of Shire's Premium Plant-Based Cheeses out of Peterborough, New Hampshire. Joshua, welcome to the show. Thank you for having me, Steve. All right. Well, we were talking a little bit before we started the interview today, and Shires is actually a new name, a new brand name for a product that I think many people out there are already aware of, nothing ordinary. So we'd love to hear more about Shires and you yourself and your business journey. So maybe you could just give us a little bit of background. Yeah. Um, so, you know, I, uh, my husband and I started this company back in 2013. Um, we were both on the same page when it came to health and wellness. I'm lactose intolerant. I also actually was raised a vegan vegetarian in the eighties and nineties. Um, my parents were always, uh, focused on health and wellness. And as I grew older, I looked at the dairy alternatives that were out there. And if you've ever walked the dairy alt section, uh, in any supermarket, it's oils, thickeners, and gums. And, you know, we wanted to change that. We weren't buying them. We weren't eating them. Uh, we had a rest plant-based restaurant concept that we were going to start and all the dairy alternatives didn't align with that. And so we decided to get to work and change that. Knew nothing about CPG, um, but we dove right in. You know, sometimes they say ignorance is bliss. And I, it, <laughs> I don't know if we would have started what we are in right now, if we knew all the uh, nuances that come with building a brand and, so we ended up building a test lab in my parents' basement in 2013, and I um, built built that out, spent four years of R&D focused around fermentation using cashews as the base. And so, by the way, what we're making is a plant-based cheese. It's a soft cheese. And, you know, our goal, once again, is health and wellness focused. So no oils, thickeners, or gums. And we achieve that through fermentation. So it's literally just cashews, water, Himalayan pink salt, nutritional yeast, and cultures, and that's it. The rich and creamy mouthfeel, delicious tangy finish, all comes from fermentation. Fermentation, so, like you like you would find with uh, with beer. Yeah, different yeah. type of fermentation. I, I'm yogurt, not familiar with it. Beer, yogurt. Um, you know, it's it's a new product, and so, or at least back in 2013, a lot of people weren't fermenting uh, nut based products and so it took about you know four years to figure out the proper fermentation process and then once we uh had that down we raised some capital right here in new england right here in our own backyard in peterborough new hampshire we ended up raising within like two years you know it was sort of like a rolling raise uh we raised a little over a million and that allowed us to move from my parents basement uh test lab to uh proper manufacturing mm -hmm. facility. We built out a fermentation facility in Peterborough, New Hampshire, and moved into it in 2019, 8,000 square feet. And we were able to pick up Market Basket and Whole Foods and Wegmans um, once we once we were in that facility because we had the capacity um, to do that. Those are not small uh, small grocery stores. Yeah, no, no. What was that like, you know, being such a, you know, a small business, a startup, what was it like dealing with with those giant corporations? Uh, overwhelming in the beginning. You know, there's always a lot of paperwork that comes with it. And um, 
but we, you know, when we started this, we told ourselves we're going to operate as if we were big from day one. Um, so aside from just taking the time mm -hmm. to fill all that paperwork out, we, you know, had everything lined up already and ready to go. Um, but yeah, you know, it was, it was a seamless, you know, these guys have been doing it for a while. So it's a seamless process. It's just when you see that stack and you're like, oh man, I have to fill all this out. Um, that, that part's always overwhelming, but it's always worth it. You know, as, as long as it's, it's the right fit for you. I like that approach that you decided that you made that conscious decision that despite being, you know, small and more or less a startup that you were going to operate as a large company. I think there's a lot of value in that message to, to people that might find themselves in a similar situation where they're a small business and they want to sell, uh, to the, to the really big, big stores, whatever, you know, whatever industry it happens to be in. So uh, I think that's a, a good takeaway from just the the start of this conversation. So Joshua, what would you say has has been the the driver of your success or your business's success to this point? The drive to our success. Um, you know, I heard this great quote the other day. Um, I think would sum it up is we will persist until we succeed. And Building a brand is not easy. You know, we've been doing this for 10 years and uh, I'd say, you know, it's going out and meeting the people that when you're sampling, they're saying, thank you so much for making this. Thank you so much for making a healthy dairy alternative. You know, I can't eat cheese because I'm lactose intolerant or I'm vegan, but I don't like any of the options that are out there because they're not healthy for you. I'm whole food, plant-based focused. Um, and then there's just other people that, enjoy great food and they're like wow this is great you know thank you for you know devoting four years of trying to figure out how to ferment you know cashews correctly you know those are the things that um i would say um are drivers tenacity that's what i that's what i heard and that was tenacity uh and passion right you're you're obviously passionate about what you do so you have to be <laughs> When it comes to operating a business, large or small, we always tend to have some type of metrics or, or KPIs that we follow. So for, for the business geeks out there like myself, do you have any particular metrics or KPIs that you could share with us that you, you think are, are key to operating your business successfully? Uh, yeah, so in our in our line of business, we focus on velocity. So how fast the product is moving off shelf. Um, so that's been a focus from day one and how we've been able to uh, have strong velocities is by going out and demoing products. But that's our number one uh, metric that, you know, you're, you're, it's not about picking up 200 stores all at once and then going off and picking up another 200 stores. It's picking up those 200 stores and saying, okay, like, you know, let's focus on the velocities. Let's lock those stores in. Let's get those consumers locked into our products before you move on to the next you know, 20, 30, a thousand stores that you're looking for. Very cool. I like, I like the approach. So you think about your, your future of the business and, you know, you've just come out with this new rebrand, right? So a lot of exciting things happening. What excites you the most when you, when you look at the future? Oh, what excites me the most? Well, we, we, we've learned a lot and, you know, I think what we've been seeing is, you know, we started in 2013, 
And, you know, we thought the market was ready then, you know, or, or, you know, young, naive, we were just like, okay, this is going to take like three years and everyone's going to get what we're doing. Three turned into 10. Uh, you know, what we're seeing today is the market is ready. The market is finally ready and consumers are actively seeking out cleaner, whole food, plant-based products. So, you know, they're not looking for um, these over-processed brands that are filled with oils, thickeners, and gums. They're actively seeking us out. And that's what excites us is because, you know, the last 10 years, we've been out there educating everyone on why we are here. Uh, but there was a lot of noise involved in that as well with these larger competitors, you know, that had raised a significant amount of money, but their products were not healthy. They weren't good for you. And so that experience that people were getting, they were saying, you know, why would I buy a dairy alternative? It's not healthy for me. It doesn't taste great. I'm not going to try yours. I've already tried one. Um, so, you know, we're really, really excited, especially with this, you know, new brand name um, to, to get out there again, start growing and and uh, getting in into, you know, the American households. Nice. Well, I I give you a, a ton of credit and kudos on on the new brand. I'm looking at your website right now. Everything looks delicious. It looks like you've you know been a trusted brand forever, uh, and yet you're just launching. So uh, well, I'm excited. Yeah. I'm excited to see what that does for your business. Thank so you. I always like to to flip things around. So we talked about what excites you. What concerns do you have about your business or the market? Things of that nature. So I'm going to go back to saying, you know, our our biggest challenge, I guess, is uh, when we're out there and we're sampling and we're talking to consumers and they're saying, you know, why would I try this? I already tried this dairy alternative brand. It wasn't good. It didn't taste good. It's not healthy. It's full of oils, thickeners and gums. That is what always concerns us is like how it, it makes our job hard. Right. At the end of the day, you know, we're trying to convince that consumer give dairy alternatives a second shot because not all dairy alternatives are created equal. Um, my concern is another large company, someone that's like heavily funded, but they're they're in it, in my opinion, for all the wrong reasons. They don't care about health and wellness for, for the people. Um, and they're just making a cheap product, oil, thickeners and gums, and they're getting it out there. It just makes our jobs really, really difficult. And, you know, it. I'd say that's one of our, our major uh, concerns is, you know, cutting, cutting through the uh, BS, I guess. <laughs> so in, in that vein, do you see your products as, as being more of a, of a niche or do you think that you have something that could be widely accepted, broad-based appeal, whether or not people are really health conscious and looking for those alternatives or not? I'm just, I would love to hear a little bit more about that. Yeah, so we have two two products right now. We have our uh, cheese line, which is cream cheese and cheese spreads, but we also have our frozen ravioli line. And uh, to answer that question, I'd say our frozen ravioli line is more mainstream right now. And I don't think the market is 100% ready for, um, you know, the market is still a little bit smaller for the plant-based cheese side. Um, you know, I... I think it'll really take off in three years and that's why we're still pushing forward with it. But the, the growth that we're going to see is going to come from our frozen ravioli. And the reason 
being is everyone knows what to do with the ravioli. It's approachable, right? Like 99% of Americans like 1% change and that's the ravioli for us. Um, you know, you could, you can have that our frozen ravioli in a Walmart and a target, you know, from conventional to natural channels, it's going to do really well. You know, I don't see Shire's cream cheese line at a Walmart today. It, that customer is not ready. There's probably a cus couple customers there, but not enough to lock us in and have great velocities there. Um, so, yeah, I don't know if that answered your it, question. It absolutely does. It's it's actually really helpful to to understand that from a business perspective. And I think it's really interesting that the raviolis are are the the ones that you see the the initial uh, lead or or taking that that growth path. So, very cool stuff. Yeah, I so, think it's a conversation opener. You know, I think it's like, hey, people are going to try it. They're going to fall in love with it. They have been, and uh, you know, from there they're going to say, oh, Shires makes a cream cheese. You know, a cheese spread. They're going to give it a shot, but I don't think we can lead with the cheese right now because you know the mass market isn't quite ready. Uh, for it. Okay. And I, and I think the lesson here is understanding your market, understanding what your customers are thinking and, and looking for, right? So for people out there that are listening to this and, and thinking about starting their own business, whatever it may be, it's a great lesson there, right? Yeah. In, in terms of understanding where your customers are and meeting them at that point, as opposed to forcing something that they're not ready for. You've, you've mentioned that several times customers being ready. So great stuff. Uh, I want to ask you about. Can I touch up? So, so really yeah. quickly on that, you know, we, we can see, we see our cheese spreads, our cheese line at Sprouts, at Whole Foods, um, Fresh Market, you know, all of those natural chains. When I say it's not ready for mass market, you know, I'm talking about like the Walmarts and Targets of the world. Okay. Understood. Understood. Good, good clarification. So, and they are, it's two different consumers. Absolutely. Yeah. So you're a Peterborough, New Hampshire based business. That's where it began. And, and you've, so you've set up shop there being in New Hampshire and New England in general. Can you talk about any pros or cons that you see from operating your business where, you know, located here in New Hampshire? Yeah. Um, you know, I, I'd say the pros are community, which is really important to us. You know, Adam and I wouldn't be where we are today if it wasn't for the community that has been very supportive. You know, like I mentioned earlier, we've raised most of our capital right here in our backyard um, from angels that some of them are first time you know, investors. And a lot of it just came from them hearing what we were building and they wanted to be a part of it. They wanted to support local businesses and they, they want to see other thriving uh, companies in the area. Um, that That's a pro of being right here in New England. And I, I don't know if you get that elsewhere. You know, I definitely don't know. And I'm not, I'm originally from New York City, but um, I don't think I would have gotten... <laughs> you know, the same treatment in New York City, you know, you're all of a sudden you're one out of millions of people out there versus in Peterborough, New Hampshire at, you know, it's Adam and I amongst 6,000 people. Um, I love that. You know, there really is that, that small town community feel here. And so uh, I'm glad that you, you mentioned that. So last question for me, it, 
any any advice at all for budding business leaders that may be facing similar challenges to what your business or you may have faced along the way? Uh, any any kind of advice at all along those lines? Um, so if I were to do this again, I definitely would go and do a little more research on the industry. You know, I dove into figuring out how to make the product is what I did first. Uh, if I could backpedal, I would go to like every industry pretty much has an expo, a trade show that you can go to. Um, I encourage anyone that's looking to start um, any business to look into their industry, see what expos they have out there, what trade shows they can go to and start making friends there. Start, you know, networking and and then take the next step and say, yeah, this is the path I want to go down. And I have zero regrets about the path that we're going down. I just think I would have learned a little more and understood how our industry works um, and then have more of a real, realistic path um, on our growth. Love it. Love it. So for all of you that are just learning about Shires for the first time, I'm looking at the website. It's eatshires.com. Uh, I would encourage everybody to check it out. It looks delicious. Uh, Joshua Velasquez, you've been a fantastic guest. I really appreciate you being on today. Thanks for having me, Steve. All right. And thank you, everybody out there for watching and listening. We'll be back soon enough with our next episode of Made in New England. Have a great day.